Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cinema Gems. And as all always, I am your host, the Admirable Admiral. And as always, we are in a video store somewhere in your hometown. So come find us. Yes, video stores still exist. And of course, guys, this is not Boris Karloff's Jr.'s radio show. This is Cinema Gems. We are going to talk about a very prevalent movie that turns 30 this year. A very coarse movie that is amazing, and I I personally feel gets better every time you watch it. And of course, the illustrious Butt Maestro is back from his <laughs> vacation. I have returned uh, from Gladys and I's honeymoon, which was really damn nice. Hi everyone, welcome back to Cinema Gems. We're another show on the internet where a bunch of opinionated nerds talk about the movies we love. And yeah, like the Admiral was saying... We're doing Hocus Pocus this week because congrats everyone who grew up on this movie. We're fucking old. This movie is 30 fucking years old. I, yep. I've definitely had some moments in the last few months where I'm like, oh wow, that thing is this old. I'm, yeah. oh no, this movie, this movie hit me hard. Yeah. Yep. L looking up how old Thor Thora Birch is, that hurt. <laughs> A little no, bit. I know the listeners are probably. That being said. In terms of weird, like, not horror, horror movies, like, kind of spoopy movies from the 90s, this one aged pretty well, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Am I crazy about that, Admiral? No, not at all. Um, and a lot of people are wondering, wait, why would the Bump Maestro come back? It's because the Fantastic Miss Frida and the Honorable Tesla lit the black flame candle, and they're not virgins, so that made the Bump Maestro come back. So. Wait. Yeah. I. What? The honorable Okay, Tesla? so th thing number one about this movie. <laughs> um, quick, um, actually number one about this movie. An argument that I've had with several friends about this movie is that typically in pagan rituals, virgin blood does not mean blood of someone who has not had sex. It means blood that has not been used in this kind of ritual before. I know, but I was going by the movie standards. The movie standards are, are a bit dumb. Yeah. In that particular matter, kind of dumb. Yep. That That's an argument I've had with friends for years. Yeah. And I'm sure we've heard other internet commentators. That's the other thing. We're by far not the first uh, people to review this movie on the internet. No, we are not. Or talk about this movie by any means. Like, the sequel to it came out last year. So a whole lot of people did their reviews of the first one last year. Because that made sense. That being said, I don't know why the sequel didn't just wait a year to come out. Yeah, that would have made more sense, to be honest with you. Yeah, they had to do it on the 29th anniversary, anniversary of the movie, not the 30th. Yep. Yep. So we're not talking about the second. We're not talking about Hocus Pocus 2, more Pocus. We're talking about... No, we did that last year, didn't we? Yeah. No, we didn't talk about it at all. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's fine. A lot of other people did. It was okay. Yeah. It's not... TLDR, if you like Hocus Pocus 1, Hocus Pocus 2 is okay. It's not it's horrible. A, it's, it's a silly fun time. It's not horrible. It's a half gem. Like, if you want to be honest. It, and that's appropriate, because this movie is also... 30 years later, still a silly fun time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, with weirdly, like, somewhat kind of serious moments in it that don't feel super out of place. Uh, like, okay, I mean, we could just start from the beginning. Fucking Salem 
Thackeray Binks sees his sister run off uh, and is essentially kidnapped by the Sanderson sisters, who apparently are well-known in these parts for kidnapping small children. Uh, They suck the life force out of her. Binks tries to stop him and gets turned into a cat. Yeah, a little kitty cat. And he dance cat, sense, and he sense. Kitty cat. And her dance sense. Sorry. Wow, Admiral. That got stuck in my brain. Wow, what a pull. Sorry. What what an ancient internet pull. <laughs> wow. Now we're really showing our age. Yeah. Like, for me, that's up there with, uh, and I can't even pull the tune off the top of my head, but you remember Nyan Cat? Yep. Yep. The Pop-Tart cat that farts rainbows while playing a silly song. Yeah. Well, see, I always go, sh 55 Oh, no. Yeah. Break, yeah, that will be stuck in your head forever now. Thank you. Thank you, Admiral. You're welcome. Of course, as the Bub Meister was talking about, it is 1693. Yep. So, 300 years go by, and the black flame candle is not lit by a quote-unquote virgin by Disney standards of virgin. By Disney standards or by the witch's standards. Who knows? Correct. Um, so 1993 comes around and Max, who's new to town, I guess this is his first day? Like, whatever? Like, why would you make your kid go to the first day on Halloween? That's kind of fucked up. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's kind of fucked up. There's a lot of things about this opening scene that don't make sense. Uh, there's quite a few things about this movie in general that don't make a lot of sense. Like, Max and, uh, what's her damn name? Allison, uh, fall in love over the course of a whole day. Like, if the movie's to be believed, this interaction in class all Halloween is the first time they've met. Yeah. I would say, I would say correctly. Yeah. It's, it's weird because... We hear Danny, his little sister, being an annoying little sister wonderfully, uh, and absolutely embarrassing him in front of Allison. He wants your yabos. He always talks about your yabos. Okay, wait. So he's been going to the school for a minute. He's been checking Allison out this whole time and just managed to get up the courage to introduce himself to her. Yeah. Yep. This relationship seems a little one-sided. Yeah, it does. Uh, also, Patron told me that there's a theory on the internet that says that Allison might be a witch. Okay, cool. Thank you. Because I remember talking about this with GLaDOS when we watched the movie. There's a handful of little, what feels like they're trying to be clues. Mm-hmm. What feels like they're trying to be foreshadowing. Like, in the moment where they meet by his bike and Allison puts the hood up and walks away... There's a handful of moments like that that I'm like, wow, it would have been really cool if they revealed her to either be a witch or, like, descended from a line of witch hunters. Mm, that would have been cool. That would have been cool. That that seems like a missed opportunity to me. I agree with Patron. Complete, I didn't know this was already an internet fan uh, That's what Patron told me. I don't know anything else about it. I don't. I haven't looked it up. So, like, we, you know, we don't do our due diligence here in Cinema Gems. We're just like, oh, we heard a thing. This. This is the thing. Yeah, the sorry, the extent of our research every episode we do is watch the movie, read the Wikipedia synopsis, browse the IMDb, maybe open up one or two more pages on Google. That's yep, about it. That's it. Uh, 
And uh, guys, also, you're probably wondering, wait, Patron was here last week. Yes, Patron is back. She has yeah. a little tiny little snippet. I'm going to go ahead and write it write it down the time to cut it in. And let's go ahead and hold off. Pause. Yabos. 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 Oh, and thank you to the power of editing. Thank you, Patron. Thank you for coming back. She's going to write that down real quick about my show, but go ahead. Uh, no, thank you, Patron. And uh, as always, Patron is right. Patron is always right. We love Patron. Exactly. Um, um, do you want to do? Do you want to? Do you want to say? I mean, do you want to discuss what we discussed on the phone before recording? Because I brought. Go ahead. Go ahead and ask okay. the question. So go I ahead. proposed a very risky question. We're not the first people to Correct. do this. We're not. We're we're not the first people at all. Um, but I suggested to the to the butt maestro, marry, fuck, kill the Sanderson sisters. But maestro, who do you marry, fuck, and kill? Yes, sir. I think this is pretty easy. Uh, fuck Sarah, kill Winifred, marry Mary. Okay, okay. Do you want to know mine? It's a little bit different than yours. Go for it. It is kill Sarah, fuck Winifred, and marry Mary. Yeah, sorry. I'm not going to comment because this show will quickly turn into one of those toxic guy uh, alpha male podcasts. And we definitely do not want to accidentally spread into that no. demo. No, no, thank you. But I will say one thing. By sticking my dick in crazy, I never want to do it again. That's so. fair. Uh, the problem is, though, your choices are limited to crazy, crazier, and craziest. Well, I think Mary's less crazy than most of them. Right. That's why I said Mary yeah, no, Mary. No, 100%. She can... She is the most, like, honest and reliable and actually kind of genuinely nurturing and loving yep. one. And that's why I think she's amazing, and I would marry Mary. 100%. Yeah. Oh, 100% agree. Yeah. Um... And Patron's like, why would you do that? I was like, she can sniff out anything. And Patron's like, okay. And I go, I looked at her. I was like, anything you want, she can sniff out. And Patron's yep. like, she, she's got, she's got the, the guard dog like, sniffer. Oh, I was like, yes. Yes. That's why. And Patron's like, okay. Okay, cool. She's like, I just thought you like her body type. I was like, 100% do as well. Well, let's also, move yes. on. We're just going to go ahead. Kathy and Jimmy's yeah. just amazing. Uh, but no, uh, I wanted to get that out of the way to make sure that, uh, it, like like the Buttmeister said, we're not the first to do this and we won't be the last. I just wanted our version of it, um, which I thought ours was going to be the same, but I'm glad at least one was the same. And I'm glad we could do that with it without getting too toxic Correct. masculinity because on the show. Because we are both old enough to realize how toxic masculinity can control your life and how and more importantly we're both married exactly as of as of this episode we are both married oh it's the first episode and we love oh Oh, yeah i know and i'm so happy it's hocus pocus dude (laughs) no we we love the women in our lives we love the women in this movie and we don't just uh respect them for how fucking gorgeous they are 
but also respect the hell out of them because the only reason this movie works is because all three of them, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy and Jimmy, all committed so hard to their characters and coordinated and talked and planned with each other and rehearsed with each other and got these mannerisms down so easily that they really do organically come across as um, sisters. I'm going to be honest with you. This is my favorite role that Sarah Jessica Parker has ever done. It's, be- it's between this and Dudley Do-Right. That's it. It's those two. I forgot she was in How that. How could you forget that movie, man? That's How fucking funny. That it's a toss-up between those two. Um, I really like Bed Midler in this. I like Big Business as well. But I feel like this is better mainly because she got to sing in this one. And the sequel. Yeah. Um, I really like that. And I also love uh, uh, Kathy... Was, uh, Kathy... Yeah, I thought she was fucking great in this. She did you know that this this Hocus Pocus came out the same year as Sister Act Two? (laughs) I do love the Sister Act movies, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, uh, and also there's different little scenes like the scene with uh, yes, people that is Doug Jones in Billy Butcherson's makeup. Yeah, that's exactly. that's Abe Sapien. One hundred percent. That that is the man who has uh who has become a mostly naked blue fish person for Guillermo del Toro yep. twice. Which if I had a nickel for every time Doc Jones became a blue fish person for uh a Guillermo del Toro movie, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it's happened twice. Um uh, and look guys, we could go on about this, but I all I gotta say is that this movie, I feel like, like I said in the, like I said in the intro, this movie gets better the more you watch it. The more it really does. It also gets better the less seriously yep. you take exactly. it. And people are like wondering, what? Wait, who's Doug Jones? Look, he's Paul Bittany before Paul Bittany became Abe Paul Sapien. Bittany. Let's be honest. That's what. Du- that's yeah. what Doug Jones is. Yeah. He, he's. He was the direct predecessor to, uh, in so many ways, to yep. Andy Serkis. Yep. Uh, and so then... Uh, yeah, he's he's Billy Butcherson. Yeah. He's awesome. GLaDOS was commenting during the movie about how animated he looked. And that's what I had to tell them. Oh, yeah, that's I love his, Abe Sapien. Uh, I love when the moths come out of his mouth after he cuts. Oh, my yeah. God, it's so great. Oh, yeah, Wench. so great. Um... And uh, oh, you want to talk about the uh, the Halloween ball scene? Uh, uh, no, I'm Dad Kula. Uh, the the scene that made me want to eat the rich, the scene that made me want to uh, uh, burn oh, that no. house. Actually, no, don't don't burn the house. Keep it no, for public housing. I was housing. talking about uh, the uh, the other scene uh, where it's Dad Kula. I'm Dad Kula, and their mom's Madonna. Oh God. Which, Oh, yeah the 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 grown up person party with the big with yeah, which the band I didn't of skeletons. Get that reference until I hit about like like maybe ten or twelve, and I was like, oh Same. shit, that's what she means. Yeah. By the way. I think for me it was it was somewhere in high school that I was like, oh cool, I, I know what she's doing. Now. Um, look, this movie is amazing. Bette Midler does a fucking phenomenal job. All three witches do a fucking phenomenal job. I'm sorry, the bus driver almost steals the fucking show. 
Can I get your area code? Can can you uh, have a... GLaDOS pointed out a thing to me while we were watching this movie, uh, one of the three times that we watched it this week, uh, that Winifred throughout this movie chose the ability to mimic a lot of sound and pitches and words instantaneously. Like photographic auditory mm -hmm. memory instantaneously which is why it's it's it was impressive at first before we put together oh yeah that's literally what she's doing by like she she's taken a second to listen to the song i put a spell on you and within a minute has already memorized it completely and added her own words that's because that's because it's fucking bet midler i mean that's, that's why right it's Bette Midler, and Winifred is canonically a uh, fucking genius. Until yeah. conveniently, and also, she's not. Uh, a lot of people are wondering, wait, why aren't you talking about the director? We're going to get to Kenny Ortega. He's the director for High School Musical 1, 2, and 3. Well, well, okay, wait, 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 because I can hear, GLaDOS isn't even on this episode, but I can hear them screaming. Uh, Kenny Ortega is the choreographer for High School Musical 1 and 2. He is the director and choreographer for number 3. Oh, no, he directed... He, but he directed... Uh, he was the director for 1 and 2. He did not... He did not direct 1 and 2, as far as I could tell. Let me double-check yeah, no, that says, real quick. Uh, director High School Musical 2, director High School Musical Cheetah Girls 2. Wow. Fame LA. Wow. Newsies? This motherfucker directed Newsies. Director and producer. Okay. Damn. He directed. He directed the music video of Kenny Rogers and Dolly all of the Parker. Descendants movies. Two of them. Two. Phineas and Ferb. Oh, he was in a. He was a cameo in Phineas and Ferb. Wow. <laughs> he directed. That's two fucking funny. Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton musicals, Christmas ones, Christmas Without You, and Christmas to Remember. Good on you, Kenny Ortega good on you um and he did the descendant movies yeah he he did the the descendants yeah. movies the the uh disney villains had conveniently named kids and they all go to the same and he also high did school. uh this is it with the michael jackson footage one yeah 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 um and do you want to talk about the music would you like to talk about the music uh, the music by John Debney, who's just awesome in general. He's done a lot of kind of episodic show music for a bunch of different Star Trek shows, including but not limited to Star Trek Next Generation and DS9. Uh, but he's also done... Uh, he's collaborated with James Newton Howard on Liar Liar. Oh, I know she did last summer. Uh, uh, Inspector Gadget. Um, oh God, he did the music for Elmo, uh, Adventures wow. in Elmo and Grouchland. That is kind of funny, actually. Jimmy Utron, uh, Boy Genius, Princess Diaries. He's he's a Gary Mar. Gary you want to talk about Gary Marshall? All back and how he shows up in this movie with his sister. Yep. So, yep. So... Go for it. I, I was waiting for you to talk so, about this because I Gary love this scene so much. Uh, is there, but they get off the bus because uh, I love that Mary's like, stop! I smell children. I smell children. Um, 
And they get off the bus. And this is when the bus driver is hilarious to me. He's like, can I get your area code? Can I get you? Come on, baby. Come on. You won't like her in the morning. Oh, this dude is Well, I mean, look. Let's be honest. And yeah. he's actually kind of smooth. Like, he's, he's, he's fairly respectful while also being very transparent. Sarah's also thirsty as, as fuck, too. That's um, fair. So they go, they go by, they go where they're having trick or treating, and uh, they leave their brooms out, and then they, and then uh, Gary Marshall comes out, and he's like, "Here's kids, here's candy," and they're like, "Master!" So they go in, and we get to, oh my god, we get to see a great scene where um, Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall, they're brother and sister in real life, but in this movie. They're married, quote unquote, in the scene. Um, and basically, it looks like she's fed up with them. She's like tired of them. And she goes down to be like, hey, I lost a couple pounds. Very just, very justifiably yeah. fed she up lost, with him. She lost a couple pounds. So she's coming down to tell her husband. And she sees the three women amok, running amok, 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 in her house. You got, you got Mary. Just screaming yeah. at the TV, which I hate to say it, but that's what we all do now as adults is just scream at the TV. That's what we yeah. do. That's what we do now. Yeah, 100%. And you get to see Winnie like going around doing stuff, and you get to see Sarah basically resting her head on top of her quote-unquote master. Um, and <laughs> then uh, – because they think Penny Marshall's character is Medusa – because the quote-unquote snakes in her yeah which is also um, hysterical and they get out and i love how they're like they get around penny marsh and they're like make us and they're like what was the dog's name because oh my god it was so cute so was oh god what was the dog's name do you remember what the dog's name was in hocus pocus i don't and i can't find it on the uh wikipedia was it, summary was it bruce but it's adorable no 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 I thought Bruce as well, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. But I'm glad we were on the same wavelength. Uh, Ralph, get him, Ralph! Wow, holy shit! Yeah. that's Kathy Najini's real dog. Yeah. Oh my god, is it really? That's what it says. That Ralph the dog was played by Kathy's actual dog. So that's. That's Mary Sanderson's That's actual dog. Funny. Wow. Uh, but yeah, uh, I love that scene where they go ch- get chased out, and he st- and he stands on top of the pumpkin and barks. I'm like, wow, that's such that's such a Tesla and or Frida move. Most. Thank you. I was about to say big Tesla energy. Mostly Tesla. <laughs> Frida would run and be like, hey, hey, if yeah. you're gonna come back, you can pet me. You, you can pet me. There's, there's something about little dogs. They think they're bigger than everything else. By the way, else. I love the wings. I think the wings were so cute. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and uh, and gets chased away. And they notice that their brooms are gone. Um, and I love the scene where they get a broom, a mop. And I love that Mary has to use the vacuum cleaner. I, I do want to go back just a little bit. Because you mentioned the part where they come outside from quote-unquote master's house uh and they see their brooms have been lifted right before that we see three little girls just go oh cool broomsticks we hear a sound effect 
of them whooshing away. Admiral, do you think they actually flew away on those things? And how long do you think they were in the air for we never, before something bad we happened? We never saw them again, so I'm hoping that they lear- was able to control them. They, they were ne- never seen or heard from again. They were able to control them and gave them to their parents, and then their parents realized what they were and hid them away forever. They went, fuck this. You don't need this. I'll get you another broom. Nope, 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 nope. Um, and, oh, and then, uh, they can't, uh, the witches can't go on hollowed ground, so, uh, at the, there's a big old fight sequence, a big old, this is a nice set piece that we have, is in the, um, hollowed ground. In the graveyard, in the graveyard that is unlocked on Halloween night. It's Salem. What? It's Salem. Y'all not worried about zombies at all? It's Salem. It's whatever. They're mostly worried about witches. Like, there was a literal zombie that got up from this fucking graveyard and walked around on Halloween night. That wouldn't have happened if they would have just fucking locked the damn graveyard. But didn't Binks do it? Sorry, I'm done. Did Binks do it? Did Binks do it? I don't know. Somebody probably broke into it. It's I don't think so. I think it was unlocked when they walked up to the oh, graveyard. By the way, do you want to talk about Ice and the other guy? Hollywood! Yeah, the dude's ripped straight from Mighty Morphin Power yes. Rangers. Which, by the way, the entire... Alright, I, I made the joke oh, while... What? No, go ahead. What's up? Why? I was going to say that uh, I used to think when I was younger... That the guy who was um, Jay was uh, James Franco when he was young. Oh. LOL. It kind of yeah, looks a little not, like him. But he's Tobias Jinky. He's been in Stranger Things. He's been in uh, Baskets. He's been in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like. I just love that even if it's not literally the same actors, not literally the same characters or people for by any means, it's still spiritually the same exact bullies that were bullying the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and the same exact bullies that were bullying the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's Bebop and Rocksteady. Exactly. exactly. And you got... It's human Bebop and Rocksteady. And you got Larry uh, Bagby who plays Ice, um, which I love that he has ice shaved into the back of his head. How often do you think he has to do that? I don't know, but you gotta love the commitment yeah, to the exactly. bit. Hey, it's ice. <laughs> and his friend, honestly, it's a pretty good yes ander. He's instantly like, he's, yep. he's on board. Uh, so they have a nice... He, he recognizes the stupid idea, and he's yeah. like, you know what, fuck and I like it. How he's like, my stomach feels weird. That's because you keep eating candy, you oinker. I'm like, wow interesting way to say you're fat i mean i totally wasn't binging on swapper jack's chocolates while we were watching this and also having a little bit of a stomach episode (laughs) totally not at Uh, all oh i did i did tell i did when i was watching it with patron uh i turned to her and i was like that's me in the butt maestro that's me in the butt maestro. Which so, one's which? You know what? We don't really know. But that's us if we never met our partners. <laughs> that's fair. You're right. <laughs> if we grew up in the same town and we hung out all the time, that would be us. That would be... 
we did grow up in the same town, just like three to four-ish years apart. Yep. Yep. Uh, but look, guys, so the set piece, the graveyard at the end, was really good. It was nicely well done. Um, I do love that uh, Winifred gets turned to stone. But I wish she would have got turned to stone earlier than she did because did she just did it wait did it have to make her realize that she fell on a hollowed ground in order to realize that she turned to stone? I think so. I I also thought the whole turning to stone thing was a little conveniently timed. Yeah. Uh and then that's a giant ass sunrise. I'm sorry. I didn't know the sun was that close to the earth. Damn. We got some problems if the sun is that close <laughs> to the earth. Damn. Uh, and then Sarah gets blown up and Mary gets blown up. But I'm sorry. I love when Mary's like, bye. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. And then Thackeray Binks d- dies. And. The- oh, which, by the way, I, I okay. Can we go back a little bit when they're in the kiln? Um, yep. I laughed so hard when they came out. And and Winifred speaking French. Thank you, thank you. I I was about to say, I laughed so fucking. Hard. Thank you. I agree completely. So fucking hard. It was hilarious. Um, I I love it. Great, great fucking moment. Yep. Uh, and then also, of course, at the end, uh, Zachary Binks dies, um, and goes to hang out with his uh, uh with his sister in the afterlife, and. Um, you know, and then that's the end of the movie. Really? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so, uh, look guys, here on Cinema Gems, we have a rating system. Full gym, an amazing movie. Half gym, an alright movie. No gym, a horrible movie. But Maestro, what do you give the 30th anniversary of Hocus Pocus from 1993? This is a, uh full sentient blinking eyeball on a cursed book mm. but like the whole eyeball not a piece of it okay um i also give it a full gem and of course guys i've said it before i'll say it again and i'll say it a third time but also a thousand times to be that annoying person that annoying person this movie gets better every time you watch it, it does it really 100 percent does i'm sorry but I, it's it's just a really fun movie. It's it's a great movie. Even if you're like, oh, I want to watch something that I want. It's Halloween season. I want to watch something. This movie. Watch this movie. Just yeah. It's I. It, my top three Halloween movies are and have always been Hocus Pocus, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, and Cabin in the Woods. Those are three great choices. Still to this day. Those are three great choices. I've actually been have, my have, way through the Universal Classic Monster movie. I remember you texting me that, and not gonna lie, that's really fun. Yeah. What uh, what what streaming service are you watching? Oh, I have on? I have all the DVDs. I don't have. Oh, you. I don't have bastard. all of the DVDs that are listed in the website that I'm using, but if I don't have them, I skip them. Yeah. <laughs> but I have all like the classic monsters. I have the whole collection of Frankenstein, Dracula, Mummy, The Invisible Man, and also Creature from the Black Lagoon. But I'm sorry. Can we talk? I know I, this is a little bit of a tangent that I'm going to go off on if that's okay, but Maestro. Go for it. So, the franchises of Dracula, Frankenstein, you know, the mummy, creature from the Black Lagoon, 
they're all like, okay, you know what you're getting into. You know what you're doing. The Invisible Man. Every movie is fucking different and the continuity doesn't fucking matter. And every movie is completely different. One time there's like, oh, an invisible woman. The next movie, they're in World War II behind enemy lines. And I'm just like, what the fuck does this have to do with anything? What? Sorry. I, I, I love hearing you get mad about this. It's actually quite entertaining. That was a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> a little bit of a Sorry. Good, good tangent. I'm here for it. Yeah. No, it was. Oh, and also, um, back to Hocus Pocus. A lot of people were wondering, wait, we saw David Kirshner um, produced it. It's not Ivan Kirshner's son. David Kirshner is a completely different Kirshner, and he actually helped produce Fifel Goes West. Oh, yeah. Or, or Fifel, the, the first one, uh, American Tale. Yeah. Um, he produced that with Steven Spielberg. Uh, but guys, uh, that's really our show. Uh, but my show, do you have anything else before we go? Besides before, let me give thanks to, of course, the wonderful, wonderful Kevin George for letting us use your music. And also Marty and the arrogant observer for allowing us to be on your website, lowrandpictures.com. Also guys, please email us at cinema gems one five at gmail.com. That's 15. Now, but my show go. Thank you, as always, to all of our amazing Swapper Jacks friends and family members. We love you all so much. Thank you for the constant input. Like the Admiral said, you can email all your criticism and ideas to cinemagems15 at gmail.com. Of course, you're probably already listening to this episode on Apple, whatever, or, you know, what other podcast thing, or preferably lowrainpictures.com. And while you're there, hit the year 30 tab. We love you all. Thank you for tuning in. This is always fun, and it was two weeks away from me, and I'm very glad to be back. I've been looking forward to recording this episode and getting back into it. It was three weeks. It was three weeks. We took off three weeks, man. Oh, that's we right. We both took off three weeks. That's right. I took off three weeks myself. It was it was a nice vacation. You know, I took it. I was like, oh, let me take a breather. And it was good. It was really good. But I'm glad to get back into the groove of things. Guys, look, we are here. Next week, we may do another scary movie. I'm trying to convince the Bum Maestro. It's not that scary of a movie, but it's a movie that I would like to review. But we don't know. It might be something else. We don't know. We haven't talked about it, guys. But just remember to make sure that you are taking time for yourself to relax and also to understand that the world is really crazy right now. There's a lot of things going on, and we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about anything certain or anything individual. Just make sure that you're taking the occasional break from the uh, bad news info dump that is the entire world right now. Uh, Take a few steps back from your keyboard and from the internet. Think before you jump to conclusions. Think critically before you type anything or try to pick one side without learning what's really going on. Uh, Because if we've learned anything, and again, I'm trying to be as vague as possible uh, and not mention any specific things, but y'all know what I'm talking about. It's been an overwhelming amount of just misinformation and ugliness. Take a step back from the keyboard, take a few steps back from your computer, and just breathe for a minute. Yeah, guys, look, we know a lot of stuff's going on right now, and we're just, 
we know it's hard. It's a we lot. Understand for sure. It's yeah. a lot. And we're trying to get through it as well. I just recently started therapy again. Hell yeah, helping. Dude. And I just I wish a lot of people would go to therapy a lot more. It's not admitting defeat. It's actually helping you grow as a person. Hundred percent. So, guys, just remember to take some time before you interact with any other people at all. But, guys, also remember to treat the people the way you want to be treated. Absolutely. Make sure that you take time to think about things before you say them. But, guys, that's all we got time for this week. We'll see you next week. I know it's a shorter episode, but we also said that, hey, the Internet has been going over this movie. This is just our 30th anniversary of this movie. We loved it. We cared for it. But also, guys, just remember to wipe your hooves and see you later. But remember, black lives always matter, guys. Always. Bye, guys. Love you all. See ya. Boo!